to another quantum episode of Cineblokes. I'm Benjamin Baker. And I'm Caelan Burrows. And we have just come from Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, the sequel to none other than Ant-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, starring all your favourite people from Ant-Man. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yeah, still Paul got his... Paul Rudd. St- still, yeah, right. I was going to say, he still got his abs, so that's good, yeah. in case you thought he'd lost them. He kept them, or he got rid of them and got them back. Yeah, who knows? Who Either knows way. what he does? Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, pretty much everyone from the original Returns. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Uh, added yeah. some new new faces. Yeah. You got your Michael Peñas, you've yeah. got your uh, Michael Douglases. Yeah. You've got your, uh, your other people that are in the film. <laughs> yeah, all of them. Yeah. T.I., I think, is yeah. that... Yeah, no, he's still there. Yeah. Uh, Yellow Jacket doesn't make an appearance, unfortunately. No, no he does not. It's because I think he died in yeah. the last one, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows, though, really, when they're dealing with all this tiny business. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe he's in the quantum realm as well. We have no, no idea. No one wants to save him. Unless he exploded. Did he? Re- I can't remember. I can't remember either. And I feel like I just watched it. I just remember his suit got all wonky and then... Yeah, I think he dies. Sure. Let's, All right, well, we're going to go with that. Let's say yes. Let's say that. Um, yeah, so, uh, thoughts, yeah. you know, uh, praises. Yeah. Oh, yeah, emotional Lily's also returned. She, so. she does. She I mean, does. I would hope so, since she's in the title. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it was teased at at the end of the last film. Right, yeah. So, yeah. So, again, spoiler-free, I say again, but we haven't said it yet, but we said it last time. But again, spoiler free. It's the same as last time. Right, and then so we'll... again, yeah, spoiler free. Right, with the spoiler section after. You get all your words out, Caitlin. Not sure yet. We'll work on it. All right. Well, you know, the maybe, next one. Maybe I'm in the quantum realm too. <laughs> you might be. You do tend to lose your mind I when do. you when you go there. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, subatomic. Um. Yeah. So we'll do spoilers. We'll give you the cue. And let you know that we're going to do them, uh, but when, uh, when we do, them. when when we do them, yes, we'll give you notice. Yeah. So, yeah. So, should we get right into it? Uh, we already kind of talked about uh, the cast, so I guess we can just go there. Since sure. We're already already there yeah. for a minute. So they were all dreadful. It was like they was phoning it in. <laughs> That's not true at all. I was like, did we watch the same film? <laughs> I thought they all quite enjoyed no. themselves. Yeah. No. It was, uh, they... <laughs> Yeah, everyone brought the same sort of uh, charisma as yes. as the first film. Yeah, sure. it was, you know, Paul Rudd is still very much enjoyable in all the things that he does, uh, especially with this role. He just, you know, this is one of those films that, you know, after watching uh, Infinity War, we really need something to just kind of be a bit lighthearted. Yeah, just clean, and cleanse the palate. Just, yeah, just give us a fun little romp around the San Francisco area. And, uh, yeah, this, this one definitely does that. So the charm of, you know, Paul Rudd as Scott Lang is, is great. Um, he pairs very well with Evangeline Lilly, who, you know, reprises her role as Hope. And, you know, they get a lot more interaction because, you know, she actually gets to fight and she's the wasp now. Um, I feel like she actually does most of the heavy lifting. She, she does do most of the heavy lifting. And, and honestly, she's a great pairing for him. Uh, and she's, you know, I, I really enjoyed both of them a lot. Uh, seeing them kind of work together and seeing her kind of take center stage a bit. Um, 
we get another great story from Michael Pena as Luis, which, again, it's all of the fun things that you liked about these people, uh, they definitely do in this film. Yeah. No, and they, they you know, the first film was a, was a heist movie with a lot of good comedy in it. Right. This, uh, I don't really know what it categorizes as. Yeah, because it's not as but contained. It's, it's not as simple. Yeah, this is more, I would say, just sort of, Sci-fi action adventure, but it's it's comedy. You know, it <laughs> yeah. really is. A, there's yeah. a lot of humor to be the, had. Yeah, and it's it's very light-hearted. And I think you made this observation when we left, but and we'll get into this a bit more when we start to talk about plot. But it does the the way that they are able to kind of build the world without making it world-changing events. You know what I mean? Like all the things that happen are very important to the characters, but they don't. It's not like they're fighting Thanos. And you know all of the all of the world is yeah. going to collapse. It's a very this is for them. What's happening is for their world, and it doesn't have these you know world-ending implications. Yeah, very few people would be affected by right. the big story arc <laughs> yeah. that goes on in this film. But uh, but they do it in such a good way that it does feel epic, right? To these characters, right? Yeah. It does. Um, so a couple of additions. Uh, they we've added uh, Randall Park. Uh, who plays Jimmy the FBI Look, agent. I would just like to say, I actually think he's the star of the film. <laughs> it's This movie is actually about a lonely FBI agent <laughs> who just wants to reach out to people, you know? He just wants to be loved. He does get a bit of that. It's, and uh, I, I personally, I love Randall Park. I think he's so funny. Uh, and he's great in I can't this film. say I've seen him in anything else. He, so if you've ever watched, you might not have watched the show, but... Um, He's the star of Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah, not seen it. And he's he's great in that. And then he's also... Did you ever see the interview with uh, Seth Rogen? And, uh, no, with, I went out of my way to avoid seeing that one. Right. So uh, he's in that, and he plays Kim Jong-un. And he's great. He's he's very, very funny. Um, but anyways, he's he's a great addition. Uh, he's a delight. Uh, yeah, he's, he's an absolute I, delight. And, I want to see him again. Yes, no, absolutely. And watching him and Paul Rudd go back and forth you know there's no way most of that was scripted it just it all feels very just these guys are at the top of the game just being able to play off each other um yeah they, he's he's an absolute delight he's very fun um and then we get to add michelle p Pfeiffer. we I, we get I, to add her I don't think it's pronounced like that that's how it's spelled yeah. so well i think the f is silent oh so it's michelle Pfeiffer, right yeah Peaver? Yeah. Pipe? Sure. Per? Michelle Per? All right, we're going to go with that. Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> yes. Making a glorious return to the silver screen. Yeah. I haven't seen her in much, so no, and that's, recently. That's definitely but... not a spoiler. It's They they announced it beforehand. Yeah, yeah, No, she's on the cast she list. Going yeah, to be, no, uh, she, she does come back. Playing the wife of Hank Pym. Right, and I will say that Disney is getting scarily good with aging people uh, backwards. It is... They're, yeah. they're getting pretty good at it, I, will, I felt. I will say this, and I was going to get more into this when we got to special effects and stuff like that. I feel oh, like we're, yeah, just, we can... we're just all over the map. But I The film was a bit all I, over the map for it was, me, though. It was very high energy, yeah. I would say. Um, yeah, uh, let's just finish up casting. Okay, uh, alright, alright. And then they had uh, Lawrence Fishberg. Yep. Um, his, his gap, uh, makes an appearance as well. And, um, yeah, who's this And then you've got, uh, so here's the thing about this. 
there is actually multiple villains, as it were. Yes. And uh, one of them is played by the man who always plays a villain, Walton Goggins. And he plays the same villain. Yeah, pretty much. He, he just, I feel like he doesn't actually act. That's just how he is. And he just shows up, delivers lines, and then leaves. Yeah, pretty but much. But he's still fun in all of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, he's got, he's like a criminal boss, and he's got some goons and stuff like that for pe- you know, people to fight. Right. And then you've got your quote-unquote main trailer bad guy. Yeah. Ghost. Right. Uh, this mysterious figure who can phase in and out of existence and... Those ninja moves and stuff. A lot of them, actually. But wearing the brightest fucking costume you've ever seen. <laughs> which I guess doesn't really matter when she can phase in and out. That, yeah, that is true. Still. That is very true. Yeah, it's not uh, It's not necessary to be stealth when you can just disappear on command. Yeah. Um, and I've not, not really seen no, I was, that her actress name, a whole lot. So her name is Hannah John Carmen, and... Uh, she hasn't done much that you would you would recognize yeah. her in. She's, she's done some stuff. Yeah, but... she's done some stuff, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then ants. All, all of them. Lots of ants. <laughs> Lots of ants. And uh, weird. That, very, and, very few wasps. Very few wasps. Yeah, I think Evangeline Lilly is the only uh, wasp. Unless you're talking about like white Anglo-Saxon Protestants... Uh... <laughs> And then there's prob- there's probably a lot actually. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's, that that's what they're referring to. Different wasp. D- totally different wasp. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, that's a very very different. Look, it can be confusing. That's it, what it, it can means. Be. I feel like that's a different film altogether. When but... I first heard the title, I was like, "Who's who's that man taken up with?" That's a bit weird. He's <laughs> not taken up with the vicar. All right. Just <laughs> saying. So. Uh... Yeah, so, I mean, but everyone is phenomenal, and uh, one person who won my heart in the first film did not disappoint in this one, and that is the actress that plays Scott Lang's daughter. Oh, yes. Hands down, the most adorable little girl I've ever seen in my life. No, she is, she's fantastic. And she's older in this. Yeah. But she's still just as adorable. As she was in the first one. Yeah, Abby Abby Ryder Fortson yeah. is her name. Yeah, yeah. God bless you. It, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, she's great. She's absolutely great. Um, yeah, and again, it, all of these people work so well off of uh, off of Paul Rudd. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's honestly the casting for this film is done very very well. Uh, like we said, everybody returns. So yeah. Um, so should we get into plot? Plot? Yeah. Yeah. It's look. It's honestly, it's pretty straightforward. Um, you, we've already kind of hinted at it, you know, in the first film that you know after you know Scott comes back from the you know from the quantum realm, uh, they get the idea that oh maybe Mum's still down there. We could get her. So we open with the film of them creating a, a, a quantum leap machine, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so they can, you know, go in and out without, you know, so that's that's what they're trying to do. It's basically their own version of the Bifrost, but only to the quantum <laughs> but only realm. Only to the quantum realm, right. And there's no Heimdall. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they're, they're trying to do that and they need, you know, they, they need some parts and they've been getting, they're on the run. Everybody's on the run because, uh, you know, Scott decided to go help Cap and uh, he got in trouble for that. So he's on house arrest, they're on the run, so they're in hiding, and they're trying to build this, and that's why they have to get all these parts from Mr. Walter Goggins, uh, who plays a black market tech dealer or something. Yeah. Um, and then he figures out what it is they're trying to do. He wants the tech. 
mysterious ghost shows up, and now everybody wants to steal the lab. And yeah, that's I think that's it. That's, that's yeah, it's pretty that's, much it's pretty much it's the, a it's a race against time to yeah, go into yeah. the quantum realm and rescue, uh, you know, uh, the mom. Yeah, mom. The uh, the wife slash mum yeah. character. Right. So, um, <laughs> and yeah, that's yeah. pretty and much it. And then you know, I will say that there are a lot of subplots in this film. Um, I don't feel like any of them clash, but it does feel almost like an overload, especially because, at least for me, I, I think you might feel differently, but I do. I, it almost felt like there was too much going on, mainly because that first one was so contained and kind of straightforward whereas this one yes the plot is simple but there's so many different threads all kind of happening at the same time that it's a bit i do that look it was a bit frenetic if that's a word i might have made that up right now frantic it's it's it's, a bit frantic it's it is a bit in that way but i didn't feel like it was too difficult to follow because really the the main plot stays the same right and the only thing that gets added in is that you have your ghost has their own thing going on, yeah. Um, but it sort of ties into what they're doing, right? And then you've got the other bad guys who are the what I like to call punchy, punchy bad guys, <laughs> and that's the ones that your heroes get to beat up on, yeah, right. Throughout which, the film. which is honestly the only reason that that character exists, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's to throw goons at things, yeah, and also for comic relief because yeah. they are they're all a, a bunch of gimboids, if I might yeah, say, right? Um, but yeah, to me, they none of that really clash it didn't feel like there was a random plot threads or just a lot of them it just felt like it was all one thing but just there is a lot going on there's a lot of very much like a like a stage play when you've got a lot of people coming in and going off (laughs) real fast yeah that's sort of the feel that the movie does have that and it's a bit it can be a bit jarring because atman was not like that in you know the first film was was very much a a straight heist film is is really what it is. So if you're going in thinking that that's kind of what they're going to do, just kind of be prepared for it to be a little bit more kind of all over the map. Um, and it wasn't, to me, I didn't feel like it was in a bad way because yeah. I, I, I thought all of the threads were interesting. It was just a lot of strings. They, uh, I will say this, they did dial up the, the shrinking and enlarging things to 11 in this. Oh, yes, they did. And I won't say any more about it here, but in the spoiler section, I'm going to talk about how very much they threw away their own fucking science. <laughs> and if that's coming from me, from old Kalen, who knows nothing about science, that means something big. All right? Anyway. Anyways. All right. So, um, Spe- action, special effects. Action, special yeah. effects, yeah. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Um, so, just, I want to go back to what you were saying. Oh, yeah, with the, the face thing. Yeah, so they do flashback, of course, to show when uh, when Hank Pym... And his wife was leaving to go right. do their final mission. And so, yeah, they had to do the de-aging on both of them. I figured out what it is that bothers me about this effect on most people. Okay. The one thing that they have not figured out, and I don't know why, I don't know how, I don't know what it would take. But if you compare, if you have just a regular person standing next to a digital person, the thing that's always different is there's, there's a sort of a flatness to what I mean is like when you go when you have like an, a gloss paint and an, and a flat enamel mm, paint, right? So right. everyone who's digital seems to have a bit of a gloss going on. They're they're a bit shiny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I whereas, do know what you mean. Whereas yeah. an actual person doesn't have that, and I don't know how they haven't 
figured out how to get rid of that. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Um, but but Michael Douglas, especially when they showed him sort of up close, and he just he had a bit of a shine to him. And I was like, what, what they've done here is good, but I can still tell that it's, it. it's a digital rendering because of that fact. Got it. And All I right. just, I don't know anything about the technology. I don't know if that's just something they can't do. But well, I mean, it must be difficult. I think trying to duplicate human skin yeah. uh, and its its complexities, uh, I think... Uh, you know what they should do? Is that they should they should get green screen suits, right? But with human skin on them. That's smart. Yeah. Or just get people right. <laughs> to play those parts. <laughs> You're missing the point, Kalen. I'm trying to make it go full circle. <laughs> Anyways, I thought it was good, but yes, I do know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, so they, and, and look, there's a there's a ton of special effects. There's a lot of action. It's <laughs> mostly special yeah, effects. Yeah, mostly really. special effects. Yeah, um, and yes, they do double down on the shrinking and and the the growing a, a lot. It, there's yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, um, but it's all it all looks really good. Uh, I think that there were only yeah. a few places where I thought, ah, that's that's a bit fake, I guess. But um, yeah, I thought the the ghost uh, uh, the ghost special effects were done very very well. Yeah. Um, because you know you she's constantly doing that. Um, you know, yeah. and the, they they mentioned that the suit kind of helps to control it. So when she's even when she's not in the suit, she's not in control of it. So it's constantly, you know, she's continually fading in and yeah. out and it, it looks really good it is a good effect if it was uh if this was an effect used in like a horror movie it would be frightening yes yes because it would there was even there was one scene where she was giving someone a hard stare and and then she phased and it left just sort of this pale like almost like ghost-like visage of the same stare and i was yeah. just like that's gonna haunt my nightmares <laughs> It was good. Yeah, no, it's it's a really good effect. Uh, they they do a good job. Um, yeah, and there's there's not a whole lot else to say. I mean, yeah. I mean, there is a, there are some good like physical action yes. sequences. However, they are laced with special effects, and just like in the first one, it's because you've got them, you know, shrinking down and yeah, growing big right. again. And uh, but I feel like it's done in a in a way that you can at least tell what's going on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and they you know they do it pretty quick, but it's it's good. It's it's really good. Um, yeah, I thought the action was great. I, I enjoyed it. And it is, it's very high octane, like you said, a race against time, uh, cause everything in this film is time sensitive. <laughs> so, shall we rate it? Yeah. Um, I, I, who's, who's going for you? Uh, you know, this is, it's a weird one for me because you know how it felt after Infinity War, right? Yes. So, this, this was supposed to elevate me, and it did. In a way, um, <laughs> more on that later. But I've so I don't know. I don't know if I'm speaking from a genuine place or I'm speaking from a place that oh, this feels better. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but it did. It did though. It, it, it did. Uh, but I know what you're saying, and we'll yeah. talk about it. I'm just trying not to let the you know happy feelings of this this lighter film. <laughs> Are they inflating my rating? Is what I'm saying. Right. Okay. I don't yeah. know, um, <laughs> but I'm gonna go ahead. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. Out of five, giant Pez dispensers used to destroy motorcycles. Nice. Out nice. of five. Very good. Uh, I am going to go. I'm gonna go a bit lower. Not too much. I'm gonna go a bit lower. I, there's there's 
there was a bit much for me. Yeah. Um, and as fun as it was, because it was, it absolutely was. Uh, I'm gonna drop it just a bit. So I'm gonna give it uh, 3.9 drum playing aunts. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, out of five. So yeah, I did enjoy the film. Uh, I think I might enjoy the first one a bit more, but yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, now let's let's get into the real stuff here. Yeah, the stuff we want to talk about. Spoilers. Yeah. So if you've not seen it yet, uh, or you don't want it ruined, bugger off. Right now. Are you gone? Good. We'll wait. Yeah. No, we've got all night. Yeah. Did, did they? Do you think they left? I think. I think maybe they left. Alright. What the fuck, man? So, yeah. Get the fuck out of so here. So, I lean over to Benjamin. <laughs> oh, damn it. Right at the end, and I was like, because uh, we was waiting for the end scene. Yeah, right. And, and I was just like, they're gonna, please do not, because uh, I, I think I phrased it in question. I was like, do you think they're gonna take this delightful thing <laughs> and ruin it right now by killing off half the people? And you better fucking believe. No sooner does he say that. Ah, oh, god damn it! So the end credit scene uh, is a, is basically explaining where the fuck Ant Man is during all this Infinity War shit, and uh, it's Hank Pym, the mum, and oh, Hope. Yeah. They get her back, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they get her back. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, right, so they win. Uh, but yeah, so they're all there, and they're you know they've created another you know quantum leap machine. And, uh, and when we get into the ghost character a bit more, I'll explain it. But essentially what they're doing is they're tanking quantum energy and they're trying to bring it back. And they send Scott in there and he's like, all right, I've got it. Bring me back. And, and static. Static. And I was like, God damn it. They did it. They, I knew as soon as we didn't hear anything, they fucking killed all three of them. And sure enough, he's in this quantum zone panicking because he can't get a hold of anybody. And they pan out and it's just the fucking dust particles, uh, from the goddamn infinity war. And, and if that wasn't enough to take this delightful romp and ruin it at the very end, they cut to like random quick shots of like empty streets and yeah. empty houses and like the the emergency broadcast system going on and then to this ant who's playing the drums. Yeah. And then it cuts out and it goes, Ant Man and Wasp will return question, question mark. mark The entire fucking audience is like Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I've I've got a I've got a beef with something. Right. And it's not just this movie. Lots of movies do it. Yes. Okay. But, so, uh, when Scott's in, in there, and he, uh, they're doing the countdown, and, and, when they're gonna bring him back, and then they vanish. But it does that weird where it goes staticky, mm-hmm. and then, and then silent. They do that in a lot of movies, and it actually doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, why would it go static? It's it's a thing to signify to our brains that something has gone wrong. But in, in actual practice, that's not what a walkie would do. It would, if someone was talking right. and they was murdered, they would let go of the button and you would hear nothing. You would hear nothing. You wouldn't hear static. Static would only be if they kept the fucking button pressed down and there was fucking static going on. <laughs> These are the things that bother... It's not... It's the little things. It's the really. little things, right. It's not the fact that when you've they're, spent, they're subatomic in a quantum realm when you've trying spent to get... as much time as I have in the quantum realm, your right. brain... Okay. It changes you. you yeah, know? Your all right. Brain so works you start... Different. Yeah, you've got like, acute awareness of things that don't matter. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Exactly. No, it makes a lot more sense now. Um, 
I agree with you, yes, but I I would never walk out of a film and go, fuck it out. Now, all they do is static. It's stupid. Hey, I still gave it a four. <laughs> I, would, I would never be like, it was good, but, but I just, that one thing just ruined it for me. 3.5. I mean, they, uh, they murdered three quarters of the cast. Oh my God. But, you know, it really oh. sent me over the top. Oh. <laughs> it was that fucking static noise, mate. So... Anyway, uh, it was, it was, it honestly, it made me, look, I know that a lot of things are going to change when it comes to the, you know, Avengers part four, whatever, whatever the fuck they want to call it. Uh, but it just, I know they had to do it, but at the same time, it was like, just give us one, just one little delightful romp that reminds us of how things used to be and how much fun they were. But no, no, you've got to leave us with this fucking taste in our mouth now. And in fact, it was worse here because at least Infinity War, we fucking knew it was coming. We knew something bad was going to happen. In this, it's just like, hey, guys, it's all jokes. And then you're like, oh, I feel so good right now. And then just... (laughs) What could go wrong? One, two, three, gut punch. (laughs) And actually, I was a bit fucked off because I thought when... So when they actually rescue... The mum, she is, she's been down there 30 years in the quantum realm. And so she even mentions it changed her. And she has uh, powers now of sorts. So I thought that whatever it changed her with, with this quantum energy, was going to make her uh, invulnerable to what Thanos does. Oh, yeah. So in sort of the same way that, I mean, and who knows, because it was so random, maybe Scott would have been spared automatically because he's in the quantum realm or maybe he just would have been spared anyway we don't know yeah right but i thought that she at least would have still been around yeah well uh, we don't know the extent of her powers either so we're not really they don't really explain it at all i mean she so getting to ghost uh so ghost has kind of her own thing going on in in a subplot where um you know uh hank had a partner who he claims kind of went rogue and he was experimenting with quantum stuff on his own and uh, ends up killing everyone. Uh, he's like, kills his family, um, but his his daughter survives. And she survives in this weird kind of quantum thing where she's her cells are basically coming apart and coming back together. Yeah. So she phases. So she phases all the time. Uh, and then she's discovered by um, Lawrence Fishburne's character. And he takes her in and, you know... Who was also a partner of Hank Pym at one time. Right. Yeah, so he takes her in and uh, take. he's working for S.H.I.E.L.D. at the time and he wants to help her. S.H.I.E.L.D., this is back when S.H.I.E.L.D. was still being infiltrated by Hydra, so they basically weaponize her uh, instead of help her. So uh, she's trying to get this quantum lab because she wants to take the energy from uh, the mum who's been down there forever so that it will stop her from phasing. Yeah, um, and, and he's still there. And it's still there, yeah. yeah. So And then she knows that uh, she is still there. So she knows that if she can suck all that energy, if she can find her, then... Yeah, she believes it'll help. Yeah. Even though they don't know for sure. They don't know. But she thinks that that's what they need. Yeah. So... And so your end result is that they, you know, the good guys actually succeed in bringing the mum back. And when the mum does come back, she does help right. this person. Because Ghost isn't really a villain. She's really not. She's... Uh, she's just in pain... And, yeah. and she's close to dying. That's the one thing that Lawrence Fishman says. Like, I've tried, I've tried to help her. I've done everything I can, but this is ripping her apart. <coughs> and so she will die soon unless she gets help. 
Yeah. And that's the one ability that we know for sure that she right. has. She sort of uses her powers in the quantum realm when Hank, because Hank is the one that ends up going down there to get it. Yeah. And he starts having a mental break while he's there. That's right. And she kind of... And she brings him back. Brings him back with a and mind then, touch. Uh, and then when she comes back, she uses her powers to kind of take the phasing effect off this girl. Right. But I'm, I feel like we're led to believe that that didn't fix it entirely. But it's not permanent. Yeah, because, she's got to keep getting that energy. Yeah, to... because that's what the end end credit sequence was. They were sending Scott in to collect the healing quantum right. energy for Ghost. Yeah. So, yeah. wonder if she survived. Huh? Yeah, maybe. Ghost? Do you think Ghost got ghosted? <laughs> It'd be weird. I'd be pretty pissed too. <laughs> but this feels strangely familiar. <laughs> so uh, let let us talk. Ant-Man science for a second, shall we? Oh, so your, your favorite, is, your favorite beef. Here's the thing. <laughs> so the first movie did this thing about explaining that when Scott gets small, mm-hmm. he's not, he's not, re, he's not really reducing his atoms. Like he's not, he's not losing his his density or his volume. Right. right. His his atoms are just getting closer together. Yes. Which is why when he's smaller. He's super strong and super dense. Right. right? Um, Logically. Right. Okay. Now, by using that same logic, if, say, Scott Lang were to get giant, okay, because he has, because there's so much of him now, having the same mass and density as when he's a normal man, he would be super fucking light. And he would probably float away into the fucking sky. But... They don't address that at all. He's just regular. In fact, he's a bit slower when he's big. But he's still, like, strong and huge and weighs a ton. And that makes no sense, right? But they already started doing that sort of thing in the first movie. Yeah, they did. With the tank. Right. And the giant ant. Yeah. And and stuff like that. Now, this, they fucking dial it up. Oh, yeah. No, they don't give a shit. There's, they don't care. There's cars that are getting small and growing yeah. big. The fucking building. The building annoyed me so much. The lab. That's a building and then shrinks down and has the little handle on it like the <laughs> like airport luggage. <laughs> right? And then everyone can just carry it around like it's nothing. But if it was that if that was the case, when it became big it would just float up like a fucking like the house in up. <laughs> I think I think you're giving this way too much credit on its scientific basis. That's not my fault. <laughs> they, they established the ground rules in the first movie, and now they're just like, eh, fuck it, we want to make things big. Look, I, we, we are talking about a man who can talk to ants. Yeah, but using brainwaves, it's not like he's like, hey, auntie, auntie. What? But, no. <laughs> All right, fine, fine, whatever. We're, we're just going to ignore the fact that Hank had ants build his fucking quantum machine. Look, he explained how that science worked in the first <laughs> film. And as silly as that might be, to that's that's fine. Like, it stays the same. But this, the other thing, they established what it was supposed to be. And in that same movie, they ignored it. And then in this, they were just like, ah, well, fuck it all together. <laughs> Look, it's a cool effect, all right? No, I absolutely agree with you. But that being the case, why even set it up that way? 
And I know they had to come up with some reason as to why, as he's small, that he's super strong. Yeah, no, it's and that's honestly the only reason that that explanation even exists. But even if there was just just some sort of one-off, that was like, yeah, we've we've worked on the technology and we've we've upgraded it to where it doesn't matter how big or small you are. But no, no. never get that right. No. And that's the anyway, film. That's that's all you need to know. That's that was my problem with the science, <laughs> uh, with the quote unquote science, <laughs> the science of Ant Man. Um, yeah, there's. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else that, that would really need to be spoiled. That end credit scene just fucking drove me nuts. Um, it was pretty rude. It was. It really was. I'm still sore about it. I'm not gonna lie. Um, they, you know what though? There's. We talked about this before but the comedy in this film is is fantastic there's a great uh <laughs> there's a great running gag where because scott has been trapped in his home for close to two years that he's so bored he's developed a skill of close-up magic <laughs> with cards and he does this whole thing with randall park the fbi agent and all the adults are like how'd you do that it's super funny it's such a great running gag yeah and it's it's funny because it seems like the that FBI character is so sort of taken with Scott. Yeah. Like and and you know they show him at one point watching the video oh, and learning the magic. Learn <laughs> and uh, and then at the end when when, uh, when Scott's freed for the you know <laughs> the anklets anklets taken off or whatever and he's like I'll be seeing you again and Scott's like wait really where <laughs> why would you say that you you're gonna be so, you know, he's like, you know, for the next time when you commit another crime, he's like, oh, because it sounded like you was, you know, you were going to be watching me or like asking me out to dinner or something like that. And he's like, no, that would be weird. Do, do you want to get dinner or something? And it's just <laughs> this weird. I almost wanted Scott to be like, yeah, let's hang out sometime. But it's such a weird moment. And you just yeah, see, it's, it's like, great, though. It's so it's like this yeah. poor FBI agent. He's just lonely. Just wants a friend. Just reaching out for human contact. <laughs> it was done very well and then like you said someone you know knew that Michael Peña telling his story oh yeah is, and the way they really do it big. is so fucking great and so again they dialed it up to 11 yeah yeah I, I like the way they did that though because it was it felt purposeful where they were like no we're gonna give this to you but yeah. it's gonna be in a very very different way uh, and they do this whole thing with truth serum that's fucking hilarious it's one of the better scenes in the film to be honest I, I thought that whole sequence was great uh, <laughs> the truth serum doesn't exist yeah, it's very very funny stuff yeah. the, the jokes I feel like landed uh, all the time that they yeah, delivered I, yeah I didn't feel I don't think there were really many moments where I was like, well, that didn't land. Like, I was, honestly, from, for 90% of the film, I was laughing. Um, yeah, it's just yeah. a very, very funny film. Yeah. So. And, and again, it's entertaining. Yeah. And without, if they just hadn't ended it with the way they did in the, in the end credits, if, like, if you just stop watching yeah. before the end credits, you'll be like, this was perfect, this is exactly yeah. what I needed to cleanse the palate and wash the taste out of everyone fucking dying right. out of my mouth. Yeah, no, it is. It really is. And we wanted that. That's that's what we wanted. Yeah. And then... That's what we was hoping for. Yeah. Because, yeah. wait, what was the other film that we saw where we thought they were going to do that and then they didn't? It wasn't as fun. Uh, what was well, there, it? There wasn't another one between this no? and that. No? We had this one and then the next one's going to be Captain Marvel. 
Oh, that's right. For some reason, I thought... Which, and presumably, that's going to end in a similar vein because that's going to lead us right back into the next one. So... Yeah. What? There was a... I feel like there was a film that we saw after Infinity War. It might not have even been a Marvel film, but I thought there was a film that we saw after Infinity War, and we were like, oh, this is going to be fun, and then it was like, not... We liked the we liked the film. Oh, I'll have to go back and look. Yeah. But yeah, this has nothing to do with Ant Man and the Wasp, no. by the way. This well, is really... uh, no, I, was, so, I know what you're talking about. It was uh, it was Ocean's Eight. That's no, no. Because yeah, was... we saw that after. We thought this would be, or did we not think that? Because when we saw a double feature, we did that, and we did uh, yeah. the the uh, upgrade. Right. I don't I don't know if we've done anything else I, after that. Oh, not. we did the. Uh, Deadpool and then Han Solo. That's what it was. It was Deadpool two. That's what it was. Deadpool two. Because remember, we wanted Deadpool two to be Ant Man and the Wasp, where it's just pure high adrenaline fun yeah. and funny. But instead, it's fucking gut wrenching and yeah. it's all sad. And that's what's weird is that is that Deadpool just showed all this heart and, and yes, tugged at the heartstrings, yes. Know? And so it didn't do that. Right. Even though it was very funny, it still yeah. had those nice moments where you're like, I'm not going to cry, you're going to cry. <laughs> I'm not. And, I don't care she's dead. Yeah, and then this one didn't do that. Like, there was some nice emotional moments, but nothing that you were yeah. just like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, right. and it delivered exactly what we wanted. Yes. And then mid-credits, it was like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. I wasn't crazy. Yeah. So. All right. Well. Well. I, go see the film, though, please, so that they can actually bring them back and uh, get Scott out of the quantum realm. Yeah, I want to see another movie <laughs> with, uh, well, you know, I do want to see Ant-Man 3. Yes. Well, well let's call it uh, let's call it Ant-Man and the Wasp and Lonely FBI Agent. Guest starring I just, Ghost. I just want to see, I want to see that FBI agent <laughs> back. Again. He was a great addition. And maybe yeah. Michael Pena in just a suit that doesn't do anything. There's <laughs> a great moment where he's like, I'd like a suit, that, 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 but just, you know, like minor superpowers or something like that. And he's like, or oh, maybe just a suit, doesn't do anything. <laughs> doesn't do anything. <laughs> and by God, I would love him to have that suit. I, no, I would. I, w- I absolutely would. If he shows that, if they do come back and they do make an Ant-Man 3, I hope to God that is something that they do. In fact, all we want, all we need really, is a scene with him in the suit and he tells a story on how he got the suit. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's all you need. That's gold. That's absolute gold. And you've got, you've got two birds. <laughs> one stone. No, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And now if they don't do it, I'm going to be very let down. Well, let's hope someone's listening. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Right. We'll reach out to the quantum realm. <laughs> yeah. Let them know. Uh, yeah, I don't really think there's much else to yeah, say. Yeah, no, I think I think we've covered it all. So, um, yeah. So, I'm Benjamin Baker. I'm Caelan Burrows. And we will see you after the next film. Mm-hmm.